Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. I'm the co-host D, and here is your co-host, Cecil Xavier. Hey, guy, how you doing? Good, good. So we're also being joined tonight by Blue Shark. Blue Shark, how you feeling, man? Hi, everybody. I'm doing good. Rock on. And, well, you just heard him, the big old man D himself. Um, we got a... We got an interesting show tonight. We got uh, some some interesting topics. There's been the wave of E3 coming down the pipe, and I think we've talked E3 at nauseum. There are a couple things I want to mention later on, but those are just kind of little, little kind of footnote things. Nothing super super crazy. But um, I, first thing we gotta do every single night: what is everybody drinking? So D, why don't we kick it off, man? What are we drinking? Well, unfortunately, I, I started off with a beer and found out that it was bad. Ew. It's mold at the bottom, so uh, I tossed that out, and I've had such a busy weekend, I haven't been able to pick up anything, so I'm just drinking a raspberry Smirnoff ice. Those were in the fridge, so it's been one of those weekends. Nothing wrong with a raspberry Smirnoff ice. They're tasty. They're, uh, I'll say, yeah, they're, they're good. They're refreshing. I mean, uh, to be perfectly honest, the, uh, the Smirnoff's ice, I, 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 they're, I definitely enjoy them. Like, I'm stumbling over my words because I'm trying to figure out the proper way to say it without sounding like a like a pussy um but but no they're really they're they're refreshing they really are they're yeah they're 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 not something i'm gonna get to to, you know drunk off of yeah not easily but i really like the flavors they got a a bunch of cool flavors i mean you got the uh watermelon the the you know raspberry the strawberry the grape green apple green apple there's a whole crap load of them yeah it usually takes a couple of cases to get a good good solid buzz off of it you really just gotta pee a lot yeah well, rock on. Well, uh, Blue Shark, I know it isn't. Uh, I know it isn't that week yet. So, what are you, what are you drinking with us tonight? What Water with lemon with juice. Water with lemon juice. Oh god. Yeah. God, just the way you said that with that beard and through that mic. Oh god, just got me horny. Ah, <laughs> oh, water with lemon juice. Well, mine's uh, mine's kind of got a lemony lemony taste to it uh i am back on the 120 minute ipa kick i am gonna i'm gonna kick this goddamn keg if it kills me and probably you still haven't kicked it no no i took uh, i took a week off from it because uh well because of reasons (laughs) (laughs) because too much of a good thing is not a good thing oh god uh so now, now I'm I'm getting to taste what uh, a slightly skunked 120 tastes like, and to be perfectly honest, it's actually still pretty good, even though it's got that slight skunky flavor. It's still pretty damn good. About to say, sh- should have dragged Damoc down to help you out with that. Well, I I, I, I tried to over the weekend, but uh, he was he was with his girlfriend driving over to I think Tennessee to go. I forget what he was doing. I think he was picking somebody up. Or dropping somebody off. Maybe drop somebody off. We're going to go with picking somebody up and dropping somebody off because that's how we roll. Next segment, State of Games. State of Games is where we just rant on about either what we've been playing, what we're currently playing, or just what we feel about games today. Just how they are and what, what the state of them are in. So I guess we'll start off Blue Shark. Roll around that, roll around that queue. Blue Shark. What's your state of games, man? Let's see. This week uh, I played um, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Still making my way through the story. Um, you killed Predator, though, right? Yeah, we. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what was it? Um, 
gosh darn it i forget which night it was we uh we got together and we killed the predator so he's out of the way and i want to say i think at that point we already done the tom clancy uh splinter cell mission we ended up doing that one twice because there was a glitch but um yeah we killed the predator we just basically spread out um except for two of our guys they stayed pretty much close to each other and we just moved around and tried not to die too many times and try not to die getting revived or reviving someone um had a lot of fun with that the story's good there's still some glitches in that but um it's all right i, w- I don't know about paying for the dlc on that one and then um i've been playing some uh pokemon ultra sun i've gotten to the point now where i've gotten past the trainer school and they're like showing me bits of the island and i've like been taking the time of like catching different pokemon and getting them to level 10 and then changing out my team nice Say, uh, on Wildlands, when you did the Splinter Cell stuff, were you mm-hmm. excited that it was Michael Ironside actually doing the voice for Sam Fisher? I was. I would have... The other guy who came in and did his voice for Blacklist was um, coached by Ironsides, and he did a good job, in my opinion. So if they had him again, I would have been fine. If they had someone else besides that guy or Ironsides, I would have been kind of pissed. But here's an interesting thought on that. Um... The way they show him, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't played this game, um, or done this DLC, this part of the free DLC or whatever it is, update, I guess, um, he's shown with a lot more gray and a lot more age in his face. So it's almost as if his comments that he says at the very end of the mission is almost as if this was like, hey, guess what, guys? Sam Fisher is really fucking old. We're not making any more Splinter Cell games. I was going to say, it, was, uh, it reminded me of Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid 4 without the hacking and wheezing. Like, basically, if Solid Snake took care of himself. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong about that whole thing, because I really love the Splinter Cell series, and I'd love to see that continue, but the way they it was scripted, it just sounds like they're done with that, and we're never going to see Sam Fisher again. What about a Sam Fisher protege? Like, hey, this uh, Sam Fisher taught me how to do my stuff. That would be, uh, that could be good. Get him, get a, get Michael Ironsides to voice him, and then maybe get the other guy who did Sam Fisher in the previous game to be the protege. Yeah, you, good. you've gotta, you've gotta have Michael Ironside. I mean, he he is Sam Fisher. Yes, he is. What else? Anything else you played? Um. Uh, Pokemon Go. That's that's yeah. a solid game. Catch anything yeah. good? Uh, hmm. No, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I already had him. The little la- Larvitar guy. He's in the, he's like one of the last guys you find in the Hoenn region. Like if you look at the long list of Pokemon available in the Hoenn region, he has like three evolutionary states. Larvitar, Puptar, and I don't know, it's a really big guy. He looks kind of like a dragon. Um, or a T-Rex, but, um, I caught him cause he was part of the community day thing. Oh yeah. So I caught a more powerful one than I already had and, um, I evolved him. So that, that was the only good thing I caught. So I now have a Pokemon at combat power over 3000. 
Yeah, but you gotta get one over 9,000 so you can uh, contend with Goku. Yes, I need that. And there's somebody listening right now. It's not 9,000! Kakarot! What about you, D? Which state of games, man? Well, I, uh, we're playing retro lately, so I grabbed up, uh, from the game store the other day on the NES, Dra- uh, Double Dragon and Double Dragon 2. So I'm playing a little bit of that, doing the bashing, beat em ups. Uh, I've been playing, uh, Pokemon Ultra Moon. That's nice. post Ultra Sun, so I've been playing that. I'm, I've got 75% of the, all of the Pokemon caught so far. Awesome. So, pretty pretty solid numbers. I've also introduced uh, my daughter to uh, Kingdom Hearts. Basically waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3, we started playing through Kingdom Hearts together. So kicking that, uh, kicking that off right. And, uh, of course, I'm waiting eagerly for I've got, um, I've got Octopa- uh, Octopath Traveler uh, reserved. Now the special edition. I've got Kingdom Hearts 3, the special edition reserved. All little figures and everything else. So I'm I'm waiting for those to come out. Well, you just hit on something I actually uh, started just a couple of years ago. Bot and I sit, sitting down and going through Kingdom Hearts. We got uh, I forget which version we got, but it was the one that was Kingdom Hearts one. It's like one point five. So it had yeah, it's uh, like one point five and two point eight. Yeah, so it had the PSP game and the DS game on there. But I think the DS game is just actually a watching of the DS game, like it's just watching the cutscenes basically and it's giving you the story versus actually playing. Mm. Um, there was some weird thing of how it just didn't translate well. I think it's because there was no touchscreen maybe. Uh, but it's... Yeah. We started going through that and I was super excited and my daughter kept calling it Kingdom of Hearts and it just, it melted my soul every time she got it wrong and I just, I loved her. My daughter keeps doing that too. I'm like, no, no, no Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but she's doing the same thing. Rock on. Will you play anything else? Um, just, uh, I bounced around a few retro games, Final Fantasy, you know, playing the original Final Fantasy again, for the heck of it, because it was there. My stack of games, because uh, I've got, uh, picked up a few more retro games. You know, picked up the Green Label, um, Chrono, uh, Chrono Cross. Oh, uh, nice. The PlayStation. Uh, I have the Black Label, but I'm just trying to kind of complete it. I'm starting to collect all the RPGs again for the PlayStation. Recollect them. Very nice. So. Yep. Well, I myself, um, I've got both good news and bad news. So we'll start with the good news since I like to start off on a nice note. Uh, I actually fired up that retro system that you sent me, and I was playing the Metroid that you gave me, the original Metroid on Nintendo Entertainment System. And, man, God, I, I forgot how much fun that game is and how brutal of a difficulty it is. Like, it <laughs> the is, difficulty curves. Yeah, it is just... It, I mean, it's not like Dark Souls brutal, but I mean, it's like Pitfall brutal. Kid Icarus brutal. Yeah, Kid Icarus brutal. You mess up in the slightest and you're wrecked. Uh, so I fired that up, uh, enjoyed that. I wish I could have played it longer, but last week was a pretty hectic week. Um, and I, and I, of course, playing some Pokemon Go just because I've been just trying to level up my characters, trying to trying to get through there. I actually caught a, uh, and everybody else has probably caught 15 of them already, but it's my first shiny I've ever caught. I caught a shiny Magikarp, which actually was a great on the IV scale. So I kept it, and I've been trying to level that thing up so I can I can beef that thing up and have a uh, shiny Gyarados. Or Gyarados. I'm, I'm saying it wrong. And I know Shadow's going to listen to this, and he's going to be screaming at the friggin' phone or 
Let's also add, just in case, Gyrodos. I mean, we got to completely F it up with every mispronunciation. Yeah, we'll just throw every single one of them out there. I have to I'm honestly not right even sure how to pronounce it either. Wait, wait. It's not pronounced Gary? Oh. Yeah, Gary. No Gary. Yeah, so I thought we'll, it was Gary. We'll call Gary. Meow. We'll say it was Gary. But now on to the bad news. <clears throat> well, actually, sorry. Let's go back to some good news quick. I've been playing this friggin' game that Damoc picked up for me called Graveyard Keeper. This game is the, I'm going to say the adult version of like Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley because you're a graveyard keeper and you carve open bodies and, and take meat out of them and sell the meat to the bartender who then serves it to people. <laughs> um, you throw dead bodies in the river when you don't have enough room in your graveyard. It's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. It reminds me of that one Johnny Depp movie. Oh, where he, he buries him and eats, eats the uh, he's a eats barber the and he serves it. Yeah, you know, they serve Sweeney it in those Todd. little Sweetie Todd. Yeah, the oh, where he sells man. the meat pies to people. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the what was it called? Secret Window, where uh, where he kills his wife and buries her and starts eating the corn, serving the corn to people. Yeah, he uses their bodies to uh, fertilize his corn. Okay, how about just about every Johnny Depp movie? <laughs> <laughs> He's had some weird he's, ones. He's, he's had some he's real a weird, weird guy. Ones. But now on to said bad news. So said bad news is I think I have finally given up on State of the K2. I really gave it a good college try, but so I finally given up on State of the K2. Uh, it's just there's just so many glitches in that game. I want it to be. I it's fun, but I'm just I'm too frustrated at the damn game. Every time I get something good going on, some sort of glitch takes me you know it's it's one step forward two steps back um i'm gonna i'm gonna take some time i'm gonna revisit the game maybe in a couple months try it again but oh god i'm just i'm i'm so upset at myself for being defeated but i'm finally i'm i'm finally calling defeat on this one this 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 game finally just defeated me the broken game broke you (laughs) yeah and i normally can give any game any game i can give it a good solid try uh but man, this one uh, how just... far how far do we want to test this, Blue? The him being done with the game? No, no, no. Of of him actually being able to to play almost any even bad game. I mm. mean, maybe we should challenge him to try to complete Bomberman on the 360. It's an abomination. That would do it. <laughs> um, I was thinking of going back to some of the older games that were just you know shipped out like broken. Like if you got caught in the wrong thing, you had to like start the whole thing over. Like. I think one of the, wasn't it one of the original like Mega Man games? Like if you jumped into something in the wrong way, you pretty much were screwed and had to start all over again. I don't know. Never happened to me. Yeah, I'm not sure which one that is. I'm sure it's got to be there. I'm not sure which one it is. I'm yeah. sure there's a glitch somewhere. I mean, all the old games had a glitch here and there. We could turn this into a series, though, where it's like, let's test Cecil's patience. You, you know, I have, I have a very, like immense amount of patience i really do especially when it comes to like just silly stuff that really shouldn't bug me it's like ah, it's a video game so what? it's got a glitch i work around the glitch okay so if i hold a and stand on one foot and tap my head all of a sudden my character implodes all right so i just don't do that okay i can i can work with that but it was just glitch after glitch after glitch and a majority of them are just stupid silly things that i most of the time could work my way around um you know like driving up on a guide rail Oops, I drove up on a guide rail. Guess what? That that vehicle's never moving again. 
oh well, all right, I'll go get another vehicle. But, man, what was the most recent one? Oh, I went by one of those exploding guys, you know, the big fat ones, the bloaters. So I went by one of them, it exploded, it caught the car in its little weird green funk. So I said, oh, okay, I'll get out. So I got out, they're still hacking, wheezing and coughing, so I'm like, all right, I'm still hacking, wheezing and coughing, whatever. Well, that car never stopped being that green fuzzy stuff. So I said, all right, I guess that car is left there forever. That sucks. I had like, it was one of my vans, so I think I had, I had like six uh, duffel bags of, of varying stuff in there, like like ammo and food and whatnot. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just calling that a, a wash. I'm not getting to that without getting killed. It's like a van I farted in. <laughs> exactly. It's like you in the damn minivan. So that's not the worst part of it, though. So that character, which was the leader of my group, had the most health, the most everything, who I used the most, that character now, anytime that they got into a vehicle, that vehicle would all of a sudden get shown up with the green puke stuff. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fucked it's, up. It's depressing but it, it, and fucked up, but at the same time, kind of funny. So if you ever wanted to screw with anybody, now you can expertly troll everybody. It's like, ha funked. Well, oh, exactly. It was like, all right, well, you know, this, this sucks. And then I thought it was just like, oh, well, maybe it's just a, a weird glitch. So I turned it off, turned it back on, you know, did, did, did the reboot, came back in, still the same thing. Any vehicle he got into. But the worst part is, is any vehicle that he got into, it wasn't like, oh, the green stuff showed up and then it went away. No, the green stuff stayed there forever. I got into over half of my vehicles before I finally cottoned on to, holy shit, this is going to happen. This is going to stay happening forever. But at least if anybody ever bothers you and you're like, hey, you want to play State of Decay 2? You can soul troll the fuck out of them, go around the map and just keep funking their vehicles. Well, you know, I haven't tried jumping into another person's map and see if it affects theirs, but it definitely affects mine. Well, you should. You should try that. You know what? I'm I'm just sticking with, I'm done. I'm just... Aww. I'm done. I'm gonna wait for some updates to come out. I'm gonna wait for him to fix some stuff. But it was just it was it was super super depressing because I I never give up on a game. Like I haven't given up on Bloodborne, and that game just makes me angry. All that's all that game does is it just makes me angry. But I still every week or two fire it up, try to play through a level, get as far as I can until I get frustrated and angry, and I start you know kicking the cat. And then I'm like, all right, I gotta stop. Then I put it aside for a few more weeks or a month or two, and then I go back to it. But yeah, well, but isn't Bloodborne's not glitchy though? That's the thing; it's just a challenging game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to equate. I, I didn't mean to equate whatsoever that Bloodborne was like State of Decay two and was glitchy. No way, shape, or form. I mean, yeah, Bloodborne's got a couple of weird glitches, like some hit detection boxes and stuff like that that go a little funky. Nothing like State of Decay two. Yeah, just, and you can you can be like, okay, well, I need to work on this a little bit more, and you can get past it. That's not as frustrating, at least to me personally, as no. to running into something that's broken and there's no way to get around it. Yeah, yeah, like you know, I, I could I could put up with. Hey, I've driven driven my vehicle onto a guide rail. I can't get it off. I mean, hell, just like everybody else, I've ruined vehicles <laughs> trying to get my vehicle off of a guide rail. I realized, well, now I've got two ruined vehicles. Now I've got one vehicle that's completely destroyed and one vehicle that's stuck on a guide rail. Whatever. Now, are we still talking about the game of real life, Cecil? <laughs> little column A, 
Little Combi. I still loved it when uh, I had like uh, it was Turbo Taco comes into my game, and uh, he uh, he gives me this update to the SUV, he makes it this armored vehicle. I'm like, yeah. I go out on my mission by myself, and I get stuck on a rock, and I'm like, fuck. Oh wait, I got another car. So I grab the police cruiser, and I put it, bam, right into the side of that thing. And I get them both stuck, and I'm just like, oh, fuck me. Those are both of my vehicles. And I just start huffing it around the map trying to find another one. And I go so far that when I come back, I guess the area had to reload or something, whatever, reset. And the police cruiser was off of the um, the armored vehicle. And that was my only saving grace to that glitch. Yeah. It's just, it's, God, I... I I love the game. I love the premise of the game. I love that it's co-op. I love that I can just jump in with you, with my characters, and and you know my characters still fatigue and stuff that I pick up. I can bring back to 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 my group, or I can give to your group. I love that aspect of the game. I absolutely love it. But oh god, it's just it's it's just crushing. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Just crushing because I I wanted to love that game. I love Stated K One. I mean, absolutely loved it. And even the glitches in State of Decay 1, because it was fun, it was fresh, I still loved State of Decay 1, but, man, State of Decay 2, they just... I think what's so crushing is not that this is a really glitched game, is that the first one was good, and it's such a cool premise that you really want this to work. You want this to be a good game so bad. Yeah. But the programming, you know, just just the glitches, the programming is just so bad that it just... It brings a tear to both eyes. It does. It does. But now that, uh, now that whatever the company's name is, Dead Something Studios, uh, now that they're under Microsoft, Microsoft gobble them up, hopefully they come out and they get some more money and they can actually get some, you know, proper stuff done. I'm not holding out hope that they're going to update State of Decay 2 and actually make it playable, but I'm holding out hope that State of Decay 3 is going to come out and it's going to be friggin' awesome. But yeah, there's my little rant, and that's I guess that's just just me being super pessimistic right now, and I'm just I'm just grr. I'm just grr. But if you haven't played it, go check out Graveyard Keeper. It's it's stupid, it's silly, it's dropping bodies into rivers, it's awesome. Uh, I, I that's on Steam, right? I don't think it's on Steam. I don't think it's on Steam yet. You can uh you can buy the game and get the alpha, you can get access to the alpha. But what, I don't what's this? Is that PC? Is that what is it? It's on PC. It is okay. very, very alpha right now. So there are there are a ton of weird glitches in it. Um, frame rate drops, uh, sprite jitter, uh, no okay. controller support whatsoever. Which that's the part that bugs me because I'd love to play this with a controller. It just it feels like it's supposed to be played with a controller, but no controller support. It looks. Uh, if I was going to take the graphics, I would say it looks CRC Super Nintendo with a little extra. Kind of like Stardew Valley almost. Yeah, yeah, like Stardew Valley, only maybe a little step up from Stardew Valley. The sprites look okay. a little bit cleaner, uh, definitely more You'll colors. You'll have to send me the link later. Absolutely, yeah. This is, yeah, uh, send me the link later. I, I think I'm going to get in on that. This is this is a fun game. It's an addictive game. It has a nice retro feel to it, but it's got a lot of little things that really, really make it feel good. Like for instance, I'm, I'm playing it right now. Um, there are I'm at night, 
and there's lamps going so there's parts of the area that are highly lit and others that are dimmed down but when you go up to a building that's got the lights on you actually see the light rays coming through the windows as you would at night you know you see parts of it illuminate you know, it would illuminate part of the floor as it would on a normal building uh, it's 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 nice it's it's a long way to go but this is super nice i'm i'm really digging it yeah, it's, I mean, it's only an alpha, and is it is it an independent studio? I think so. Nice. So, it, yeah, that's 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 encouraging. Yeah, it's it's solid. If they keep up with it, like I hope they will. I mean, granted, they could drop it tomorrow, but if they keep up with it, then this could really be a really fun game. Uh, it could really be a contender in the you know farming sim area. Now, granted, you can farm in it. I haven't gotten to that whatsoever. I'm still taking bodies and carving them up and selling the meat to. Uh, the bartender so that i can make money are they charging for this game they are i forget exactly how much it is i think it's 20 bucks or maybe 24.99 somewhere around there but even if it's even in its alpha state i mean hell i think i've put probably 10 hours in it since uh damoc got it for me earlier this week which for an alpha game i usually don't throw that much time into an alpha game I think the last alpha game I threw any significant amount of time into was the Destiny Alpha, but really that was more beta. Mm-hmm. And then their, you know, and I'm doing air quotes right now, their beta was really more of a stress test on actual code. <laughs> so, I mean, yep. you know, take that with a grain of salt. But this, this definitely feels like alpha code. This doesn't, there's, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of meat on the bones. It's a playable engine, but there's definite... This definitely feels like other alphas that I've played. Um, like uh, th- this feels less polished than a lot of the betas that I've I beta for. Uh, there, there's just there's there, there's a lot left to go, but it looks good. It looks good. It feels good. Um, I think this uh, I think this really could be something. All right. So we got some topics to go into, and actually this one I had to look up because I, I didn't realize that I had heard of it, but I had heard of it. But, D, why don't you, uh, why don't you introduce this next topic that we want to go into? All right, so it was introduced during Ubisoft's um, conference at E3 uh, with Beyond Good and Evil 2, which I'm excited for because I like the first one. And it's they're partnering with something called Hit Record, which is basically taking in the community makes art, music pieces, sends it into them, and they'll fit it into the game. Uh, so basically, the community can really contribute to it, uh, which sounds really neat. So they're testing it out with good, uh, beyond good and evil too. Yeah. So let me let me let me um, let me elaborate a little bit more on that. So the Hit Record program is a collaborative website for creative people. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt, Levitt Gordon. Yep. What's his yes. name? Yep, the actor, yep. Yeah. So he's the one who kicked this off, I think, with his brother. And he designed it. Now, of course, there's money to be made everywhere. But he designed it as a collaborative place for creative people to work with other creative people. So a, a great way to great way to kind of think about it is I have an idea for a drawing. I say, hey, you know what? I got this drawing. I draw it. But I say, hey, I really want to bring this drawing to life. So I draw it, but I'm not really good at animating. So another person picks up the drawing and says, hey, you know what? I can animate this. So they animate it, and they make it look good. And then another person says, hey, you know what? I can throw some sound on this. I'm really good with sound. So they throw sound on it. Next thing you know, you've got a video. 
that video goes on YouTube or whatever. And from what I understand, if they if the the people at Hit Record dig it, then they're going to try to monetize it. And if they try to monetize it, what they're going to do is they take the money, and whatever money that they make out of it, they turn around and they give to, you know, they give money back to the contributors. So everybody who contributed on it you know, gets a paycheck. Now, who knows how much that actually is? They probably tell you. I'm more 120 in than I probably should be on a Sunday evening. So I didn't really look in that deep. But it, it seems like a cool premise where you can pretty much get whatever dream you got going on to happen. So what Ubisoft did, uh, which which Dee touched in on, is that they are partnering with the the Hit Record program to make basically a collaborative thing where people like you, if you're listening right now, you're creative in any way, shape, or form, you could contribute to Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, there's different projects, and basically how it works is that when you search the website, there are different projects that are out there, and you can contribute to the product, project. And the cool part is, is that, let's say a million people contribute something to the project. A million people contribute a picture. Well, they might use all of them. They might use none of them. Um, you might go on there, see a picture that somebody else made, and said, hey, you know what? I can incorporate that into this and make this work better. And then, now that because both of you worked on it, both of you get credit as a contributor, and both of you get paid. So it's a pretty cool premise. It is, but what I'm not sure of is something big like, say, uh, Ubisoft's Beyond Good and Evil 2. I don't think anybody's getting paid for that one. Uh, I, I, but I don't know. I think the way that it's supposed to work out is that there's supposed to be some monetization coming on from it. Now, if oh, nobody's... Cool. Okay, so... I mean, I'm wondering if it's per project. Like, if some of them are like, uh, okay, you're contributing, but you'll get credit, but not reimbursed. I'm just wondering. I haven't looked in deep enough to it. Um, I pretty much caught mostly the E3 stuff. Yeah, Blue, what do, you, what do you think of this whole premise of, you know, user contributed to a major title like Beyond Good and Evil 2? I think it's... I think it's cool because, I mean, you can go to anywhere in this world, and it's kind of like if you've ever played The Division, there's all this artwork that's on the sides of buildings that people have spray-painted, and you, know, you can go see different things. Like This is something where you someone can go, and they can appreciate the work that these people have put together. It also includes the music in the game as well, You know, not just you know visual artwork, but we're also talking about audio artwork as well. And as far as being, you know, like I can see it kind of like from like being a really big fan of something, it'd be really cool to be able to say like, I am forever immortalized in this video game. Now, I don't know about the whole credit thing, because right? Ubisoft at the end of the day, you can tell them, it says, yeah, you can use my work, it's going to cost you this. And Ubisoft can go, no, thank you, we're good. Um... So I don't know exactly how this um, the company uh, hit record comes into play as far as because to me not only do they they appear to be like a co a uh, a source location for like collaboration I think they're also going to be kind of like a go between between the artist and someone who wants to use this potentially in this case Ubisoft so I don't know too much about it. I think it's a good idea if you just want your artwork to be in the game. If you really want to make money off of your artwork, I don't know. It seems like it could be kind of sketchy because then at the end of the day, it's like, well, how much work did you put in? 
versus me? And is it time or is it like quality? So who gets paid more, who gets paid less can turn into a big argument match. So having like anonymous collaborators could be problematic, could work fine. Like you and I, the three of us, we don't have to argue over what we produce. Well, yeah, because we don't make any money. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we don't make any money, but I mean, like, it's like, like you put in your time and effort stitching all of our audio together. We individually put in our time and effort cleaning up our own work, usually. Um, And then at the end of the day, you know, what we produce is produced as a whole. How it sounds is done in post can be say given more credit to you than someone else but if you got three random people to come together they might have well no 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 i put in a lot of time on mine well yeah dude but you drew a stick figure that's not really valuable to the whole drawing you know so it's eh, it could cause problems but i i think i think having a place for this is a good idea for just putting something into a game Financially, who owns the rights and all that stuff? Eh, it can start to get sketchy and that could start to cause problems. But once again, like Dee said, I personally haven't gone through it all. I haven't gone through the process. I haven't stepped through their website to see what all has to be done. Is that I think it could be really cool because, I mean, you can bring a lot of collaborators together and I think that could even sometimes end up in it's possible to end up in pe- different collaborators going, well, I like what you did. They might even start making their own game like out the blue. I mean, there could be a lot of cool things, a hit record. There's a lot of potential. I mean, whether it be uh, contribute stuff and getting your yourself immortalized in like a, a big time game might be good to, uh, for some people that do a lot of audio or a lot of artwork. It could actually give them some recognition if they're saying, oh, could, uh, big tr- contributors, oh, A, B, and C, and D, get your name on it. That could be really good to give some people tr- struggling to make it in a boost. So I think it could be really good, but I think it depends on the really nitty-gritty because big companies could end up having stuff where, okay, we, we collaborate or we partner with this big company like Ubisoft, but what do they do as far as recognizing their contributors? Do they, you know, what about if they if, if they are looking to get paid? Is there something where, for the most part, you get paid, but some big companies can, can get something that, well, we can use your stuff, but you're not going to get paid for it. We'll give you credit. I mean, it's a nitty-gritty I haven't, I haven't looked into, but... I mean, it could potentially be a way of, of some big-time companies starting to abuse and trying to get a bunch of people eager to get their name out there, a lot of free assets. So I, I it's, it's like I want to really dig more into it. I just – such a busy – it was such a hellaciously busy week and weekend. I hadn't have time to fully delve into it, but I really want to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it, and I want to just see just how this thing works because I'm really interested. See, I, I really want to tinker around with that. My biggest concern on the whole thing – is the same concern that I have with reality TV, where you're now setting up a situation where people, you know, not to say that there aren't good, there, that there isn't good talent out there that hasn't been discovered, but now going from somebody just willing to do something versus being able to do something. It's kind of my gripe with reality TV. Somebody willing to act versus being able to act. So I, I I mean, I can see a positive and I can see a negative from the whole situation. The positive is there's probably going to be a lot of discovered talent now, or a lot of, a, a venue for people to get discovered where they wouldn't have been discovered prior. Now, that's, that's good and bad 
because there's probably going to be a lot of competition out there. So, I mean, you're, you're going to get a lot of people who may be really, really talented, but they just say, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try because there's, there's 2 million other people trying and I'm, I'm just not going to. So there's, there's kind of the, the bad, you know, the good and bad from that. But then there's also that thing of, you know, well, Hey, I'll do it for, I'll do it for 10 bucks an hour. Oh, well, I'll do it for nine bucks an hour. Well, I'll do it for, for eight bucks an hour. Or you get, you know, let's say you don't know how much you're going to get paid and you got a place like hitrecord.org and they're working it out so that, well, they're deciding how much you're getting paid. You have no clue how much you're actually getting paid. They just all of a sudden divvy it out to you. And now you got people that are just like, oh my God, I got paid. And all I did was just spend like 14 hours making this character. Or all I spent was like, you know, you know, six hours trying to record these lines perfectly. Yeah, that, that that's where my concern comes into play is, is again, people's willingness to do something versus their ability to do something. And I think that's what we're, they're really advertising with this is like, they're looking for people who are willing to put this up. Cause that's what this is. It's like, cause that's how they sold it. It's like, yeah, we know there's this great big community of you guys that just love this game. And we want to give you a chance to be a part of that. And so they do, they sell it that way, you know, like it's a chance to be a part of this whole thing. So like anybody who's like, oh man, I played the first one and I loved it so much. Not to make fun of anybody's voice, but you know, I feel like using someone else's voice and you know, that's, those aren't my actual words. I'm totally with you. <laughs> you know, so they're like, oh my God, I'm going to put, I'm going to put myself in this game by, you know, like doing this really cool drawing and this is going to be great. You know, and then they sell it to those people. And then you get other people like us who may step back and go, you know, am I going to get credit for this? Like monetary, noteworthy, mentioned? Or am I going to be a footnote in, in a legal document that just says that they signed away their rights to this thing? Or are you going to be one of the names in the special thanks to with 10,000 other names? And getting lost in everything else when in fact it's not thanks to, it's like, artwork by yeah i mean the special thanks let's be perfectly honest once you get past like the hundred person mark the special thanks is literally just hey we had to put your name in the credits and we had nowhere else to put you yeah not to not to downplay anybody who has gotten into special thanks i've never been in special thanks and you know what if i ever get into special thanks on anything you're damn straight i'm gonna be holding everybody there and pausing right at that spot and see see there's my name right there in between <laughs> bob marley and george clooney see me right there why are they there i don't know but i'm right in between them well i noticed them before you shut up i'm right there yeah um I, I, of course, haven't had time to read through it all, but I'm looking at it, and it's pretty extensive, so they got it pretty lined out pretty good on the site. Yeah, yeah. In legal terms and how they have it set up, it looks like it's, um, all those questions should be answered uh, pretty well. I'm I'm just looking at, um, and it sounds like they got it pretty squared away. Yeah, it does look pretty solid, but I guess, and I'm not so In practice, I want to see how it ends up in practice. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, my, my concern isn't necessarily, like... Hey, am I going to get paid? You know what? One way or another, you're going to get paid. Whether you put something down and you sue them later because they used your intellectual property without paying you, or they actually give you a fat paycheck. Now, with it being a .org means that it's a non-for-profit company. So that means that they're only taking in enough for their overhead. Now, what does that actually mean? Because... 
really all you're doing is standing up a website and you're letting people cram back and forth. But then are you charging for the marketing of the product that you say, hey, this looks good, so we're going to market this and monetize it. So you are, are you now charging the marketing value for that? Because you can fudge the numbers on marketing all you want. But again, I, I digress. I, I, my, my biggest concern is really more that whole willingness to do something versus the ability to. So now you're going to get 30,000 people, 100,000 people, whatever many people contributing to this Beyond Good and Evil 2. And so they use something, so they don't use something. I mean, it just, it seems like we're, we're, we're making, uh, like, okay, so let's just go voice acting. First guy I think off off the top of my head is Nolan North. Everybody knows who he is, right? Yes. Okay. Guy who did Nathan Drake, did the Gears of War series. Uh, he's Deadpool and the Wolverine. He's Deadpool, I think, of the Deadpool video game, as well as the uh, the Wolverine cartoons that were out there, the uh, Hulk versus Wolverine and and whatnot. Um, he's the he's the Ghost in Destiny. He, he was he's the Ghost in Destiny. Yeah, that's a it's a big that's a big one. So Nolan North is the first one that comes off the top of my head. So all of a sudden now you got people like Nolan North who are competing with people that are saying, "Well, geez, I just want to be in a game." I don't really care if you pay me. I just want to be in a game. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, I mean, it's just, it's bypassing all the, all like, the Screen Actors Guilds, all the all the unions that were set up to, to keep things, I don't want to say fair, and, and don't don't get me wrong, I'm not, like, a teamster here. I'm not like, oh, yeah, unions are great. You know what? Unions have good things, and unions have bad things. Just like everything else in the world. Everything's got good and bads. We're not getting political here. Just, it's it's the way things are but you know things are set up some things are set up for a reason you know to to keep things in line just like utilities utilities are set up as utilities so that they can't charge you an enormous amount of money just to get the lights on in your house but it's just it it, i don't know that's my only big concern and that's the only thing that really just sits like a rock in my stomach i could be wrong i probably am well i mean i get where you're coming from um, because it it does it does pull away from people um that are established that you know that are good at what they do versus willing to do this, and there there was the big strike that voice actors had you know with um employers for you know the shitty pay that they're getting to do or the conditions in which they're you know like oh we want you to read that a hundred more times and a hoarse voice that really just like plagues on your vocal cords. And um, that's only hour four of eight that we need you to do this for, you know, like it's, you know, it's, you know, there was some of that. That's the reason why they, they, they had that strike, whatever it was a couple of years ago. And this does kind of send a little, you know, fuck you to those people who worked hard to make sure that they got actual rights. Cause now these people are, well, you're doing it at the leisure of yourself. Like, we're not covering you or we're not going to pay you more just because it took you 16 hours to do what could have been done in, you know, like half that time. And, you know, oh, well, they did this, you know, for 40 hours and we don't have to pay them. But Nolan North, you want money for this? Uh, I think we're going to go with the free version. But and then again, I think this is also going to be more so they're not going to take away from the special characters in the game 
Like, you're not going to take away the people who voice the monkey and all these other people. I'm sorry, I don't know much about the good and Beyond Good and Evil series, so I can't name all these people. But they, you know, they already have those established voice actors, so they're not going to take away from that. So that's the one thing. But they are kind of taken away from their own art department with some of these creations. If they... Actually, no, even then they're still not, because the majority of the artwork of the city and the, and the scenery... And the game is done at this point. We're talking like or, graffiti, or, wall art, stuff like that. That's going to be put in for yeah. I think players. I think I think we're blowing this out of proportion because they're they're using snippets. Yeah, is what they're they're creating. Mm-hmm. They're having the community create snippets of art, snippets of audio, snippets of you know music, and that's it. Well, here's the thing that is is also I think a positive as a, and I don't I don't find myself as a creative person whatsoever. However. I find myself to be more creative definitely when I'm around other creative people. So I could see them using material that they find on hitrecord.org and kind of using that as a base point to jump off from. You know, kind of like when you're sitting around and you're brainstorming and somebody has a good idea and that sparks to you to have, well, I don't want to try to downplay it, but you know, I have a good idea, and then that triggers Blue Shark to say, oh, well, I got this idea, and it's better than my idea, but it pretty much incorporates my idea, but it's better than my idea. And then D has an idea that's sparked off a of Blue Shark's idea that's better than the two of them, and we're like, oh, crap, that's what we got to do. With our powers combined, we are still intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I amen to that. I absolutely love it. But yeah, so I mean, there's there's a huge positive out of it, but it's just it's it's just kind of one of those. I don't know. I'm, it depends I'm, on the effects. execution. Yeah, it just depends on the execution and how much good talent's drowned out by all the throngs of wannabes that are really you know gonna be garbage. You know, I, I, for every person that's actually really talented, how many like uh, of of D attempts musics are th- uh, out there that you know <laughs> tone deaf and crappy you have to sort through? Oh yeah. I don't know. I, I see good and bad from it, and I mean, unfortunately, I'm just more pessimistic about it now, but I think it's more I'm more pessimistic because of the whole, like, reality TV thing has just soured me to walking up to any Joe Schmo on the street and saying, hey, you want to be famous? And I'm just going, yeah, I want to be famous. Well, then, I mean, you take a look at, you know, there is some really good talent that gets popular on YouTube, but how much of, of that is just people doing stupid crap or being belligerent and really don't have any true talent they get popular yeah that's the thing and the same thing and and then you take a look at you know how kickstarter gets abused and everything else so it is kind of like disheartening but i mean w- w- i mean it, at the same time is 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 at least the person i mean he's a good actor you know gordon lovett and you know he's got a lot of ties in the industry so of course he's gonna have the good lawyers to make sure everything's pretty much fair and you know as fair as can be, is they're going to let it. But, I mean, they're going to have stuff sorted out legally. They're going to have a lot. They're going to think of a lot of stuff. And, and um, he knows production. You're going to have a, a big group of people that know stuff. So I think there'll be a good way of vetting out uh, a lot of the crap. I really think they'll have a good way of, you know, having better people rise to the top. I mean, there's a whole application process. So hopefully it weeds out the, the, the crappier ones, I'm hoping. I hope so, too. But I guess I'll, I'll just say... um. I guess this is an oxymoron, but I'm pessimistically optimistic because I really hope that it works out and I really hope it doesn't go, I really hope that it doesn't go completely sour and completely take away from the well-established voice actors that are out there. Um, speak, I mean, just, just like, like 
talking about voice actors, if it, I don't know if anybody caught the article that I threw in Gamer News, but uh, there was an article about the guy who actually voiced the original Henry Mason from Silent Hill. First ever interview about Silent Hill that he's ever had. Uh, and he just kind of talks about kind of how he got there and just some of the, I guess, trials and tribulations that he did to get there, which was basically just do... I mean, if you read the article, it's, it's in summation, it's he did a lot of shit jobs to get to work with some great people. And, you know, he had nothing but good things to say about some great, great people. Uh, but a lot of shit work to get there. And it just... it just Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, do we need to really put everybody through shit work to get there if they're, like, genuinely talented? Like, I don't, I don't see... I, I honestly don't see... I mean, there's a lot of... It's a tough, you know tough market but i really don't, don't see joe schmo that has really you know okay he's got a little bit of talent i don't see him replacing somebody like say mark hamill the guy you know that does you know joker and so many awesome voices besides being an established actor i mean i honestly don't see some people knocked off their thrones that do really good voice acting they do like a thousand different voices now some of the people that aren't as is, is good or is you know they're there they've got in it they work their way in it but i mean you kind of want real talent, like people that are really good at that to get there. I mean, hard work's part of it, but just because you do a ton of shit jobs doesn't really justify something that includes talent. Because, I mean, I can work my ass off all I want, but I ain't being no, or I'm not going to be no Monet, or you know what I mean? I, I, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. I think even if you've got good talent, that yes, you have to do those shit jobs for the one reason that if you just all of a sudden go from I'm a nobody to I'm a YouTube star. You didn't earn anything. You just dumb lucked your way into something because you slap chopped your nuts. But did you? Because I've heard of people that made it big that, you know, practice. Like, I've heard of people that did make it big without having to do the shit jobs. But their practice days were like, oh, how'd you get so good at music? Yeah, I, I practice 10 hours a day every day in between schoolwork and everything else. But that's that's their shit job. When when I say shit job, I don't mean like I don't mean like you're Yeah, I don't mean like you're out there shoveling shit into a friggin' box because that's what you got to do. I mean, you've you've earned it. You've actually Okay, I I I was taking I, I was taking like you, you wanted them to start off in the market like I fetched coffee for everybody, then I worked to this shit job in the market, you know, and then I finally got to try a voice acting of of 15 years of of shitty jobs in production as interns and this and that. I'm, I'm no, I'm sorry. I was thinking more along the lines of of of, of talent. You, you know, usually you don't just you're not just born magically all kinds of talents. You have to work hard. I mean, you could tell when somebody like Mark Hamill works hard at his voices. Mm-hmm. I mean, he worked that way. I, I'm I was just taken to the point where I misinterpreted it being as you should do your due as in doing a bunch of shit jobs before you make it big. I'm thinking just like if you're that talented, you worked really fucking hard at it. You sacrificed a lot of time. You deserve it. Yeah, I, I, I apologize. No. I didn't mean that. I meant that <laughs> by shit job, I mean that you've you've put in the time to get there. It's not just yeah, you know, because like, when you said, "Hey, well, there's just they're naturally talented. They shouldn't have to do the shit jobs." Yeah. Well, no, I don't. I don't agree with that. If if they're naturally talented. They still have to work in some way, shape. They still have to yeah, earn it. Yeah. But it's those people yeah. that are on YouTube that just got lucky and just, uh, again, yeah. just like somebody who just slap chopped their nuts and now they're a sensation. Versus people who, like Shesman who have put their blood, sweat, and tears into their animation 
and put it out there. And people said, wow, this is amazing. I'm supporting this dude. He is an awesome dude. I like his stuff. Yeah, he totally is. And that's that's a dude who's worked hard to get where he is. Yeah. And I mean, hell, shit, he's, he said it before. I mean, he's, he's, he's clawed tooth and scraped whatever the hell else to get there where he wanted to be and he you know he's he's achieving what he wanted but he did the shit job he did the all the animation all the sound work you know shit he did the music for his friggin stuff which was friggin awesome and i didn't know about that until we talked to him but yeah just the 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 people nowadays like and, and that's my fear with this with this hit bot or hit record.org is that people are just going to throw some and and don't take this the wrong way, but they're going to throw some shit out there. Somebody's going to see it and say, oh, let's grab this. They're going to pay them. And all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're going to get notoriety or they're going to get some massive, hey, here you go, without actually putting in the work for it. With just, hey, you know what, uh, I can doodle. And it's kind of like when you when you go into a job and you say, yeah, I can do this job. And then you get there, and you realize that you really can't do the job. But you learn how to do the job on your boss's dime. It's like that, in my opinion, is kind of shitty. If you go in there and you say you can do it, and you can't do it, well, guess what? That's kind of a shitty person. However, if you go in with, like, full-on, hey, look, you know what? I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to figure this shit out, and I'm going to make you money. Okay, hey, look, at least at least you got the job with some honesty there. I guess that's maybe my big thing. I think It's just like there's an honesty factor to it. I really but I just hope with so being, much of this beer. But I just hope with there being so many other people that are like, say, uh, working at the same thing, I just hope that they can recognize, you know, their own and recognize the turds that are trying to just, you know, get in for notoriety. Because this is, it just seems like, you know, with collaborating stuff on, like, say, trying to put stuff into video games and other things like that, it just seems like people are going to be a little bit more choosy, I think, on this point. I mean, don't forget, a lot of people got big in the beginning of YouTube when there really wasn't anything in production values were shit anyways, and they were able just to kind of learn as they went. So, I mean, a lot of, you know, shitty people were able to, you know, take advantage of a new platform. But this is like, I mean, if you're making a game and you want some good music, you're not going to basically, you know, hire me on the xylophone going, (laughs) I mean, unless you want somebody retarded with a xylophone. If you want the xylophone, sound pretty good. And you're cheaper than the guy who's, like, got a whole orchestra there. I mean, that's my fear. But at the same time is, me getting lucky and sounding pretty good once is not going to really get me lasting power that's going to sound good when they want. Okay, now can you do Beethoven 6 in the xylophone? Did you just eat your stick? I mean, yeah, I, I don't think that... But that's the thing, though, is that there will be enough in the pool that they don't have to worry about going back to you again. They'll just find somebody else. That that's my fear. That's 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 my whole big fear about the whole thing. Yeah, and and I'm I'm really I love being proved wrong. Even though I even though I'm an asshole and and I'll fight to the tooth and nail that I'm right on something, especially when I think I'm actually right. I love being proved wrong. When somebody says, "Hey, you're wrong," I love being the first one to say, "Yeah, you know what? You're right. I am wrong." Now, the thing that usually pisses people off is when they continue to tell me that I'm wrong, and then I tell them to go, you know, you know, suck a suck a big fat dick like Ooh Bull did to me. <laughs> and I'm still like, I'm still stoked about that. that. Was hilarious. But I mean, you know, like I'll be the first one to say I'm wrong, but you know, hey, saying admitting I'm wrong and then letting you rub my face in it—that's two completely different things. 
Well, like you you said, I mean, maybe the bigger companies looking at just kind of cheaping it down will probably do that. But with something collaborative like that, I'm sure a lot of talented people are going to recognize each other and make their own stuff. And that's what I'm hoping for is that even if some of the companies, the bigger companies decide to be like, like EA, oh, let me get into this and get some cheap ass or free labor or try to you know, be a dick. I'm sure a lot of others might actually recognize each other and actually create something really cool for like indie games. You know, that that that's a valid point right there. And that's one that I, I didn't really explore down. You're right. There could be, you know, all of a sudden D could find Cecil out there on on hit record and all of a sudden we're we're making something special. So yeah, there I mean th- that's that's the good part. That's the thing that I think could really work out well. But there's just a huge negative that's just scaring the shit out of me. Yeah, I think it pretty much is going to be like let's just like see how this plays out cuz this could be an awesome or it could be a kind of a train wreck, but Yeah, but my the problem is is that if you wait too long and you just you're like, well, let's see where this this leads us. By the time it's turned into that train wreck, it's too far to pack that track up, man. Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just talking about you know, us get to see like who who how did this really turn out for maybe a later episode? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's we're, we're definitely going to revisit uh, hit record, especially with Ubisoft's Good and Evil Two that they're they're going to be utilizing for. Where I definitely want to see where this is going to turn out to be. And how, like, the contributors got reimbursed, like, how they were paid off, oh, yeah. you know. I want to definitely see how this turns out. That, that'll that be really interesting to see. Because I think the Ubisoft thing will be the big test whether this is viable or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the site's been, I think, going for almost 10 years or more now. So there's got to be something to it. It's just, I'm, I don't know. I'm pessimistic. I'm hoping, I'm really, really hoping it's going to work out awesome, though. I didn't realize it's been out that long. Yeah, dude. I think it's been out for like a good ten years or so. Uh, maybe not, wow. maybe not the site, but I think the idea of it was at least out for a good long time. Wow, I completely missed that. Then I was like, "Wow, I, I thought this was like a brand new thing, and they were just starting up, and they caught being you know a famous actor." I thought they just caught Ubisoft's attention. No, I, I'm you know what, I'm wow. really drunk, so don't hold me to that. But I thought it started like. I want to say like 10 years ago. Maybe it's just the idea started 10 years ago. Maybe maybe that was it, but um, yeah. Anywho, I think we've uh, I think we've we've essentially taken way too much time on that one than we should have. So, D, why don't you why don't you bring up this next topic? Sorry about that. I had my mute on. <laughs> um, now this is a uh, a new thing from Steam is is and ironically enough, after taking a, a game down for being too uh, too offensive, they're deciding to remove all censorship for its games. That means anything go, you know, violence, nudity will be up there. They're deciding just to let it you know let it go to the market and see uh, you know even if you make a crap game, the vetting process, just letting anything kind of fly on there. So basically, uh, my question is, what are your thoughts on that for basically just removing all censorship and all basically all controls on that? Well, let me let me kick in one quick thing though. Didn't um, didn't they put those? Didn't they come out and say, "Hey, we're taking all the censorship stuff off," and then that game came out about school shooting, and they still like ripped it off of there. Yeah, it, it's one of those. We're pretty much going to remove all censorship, but okay, making a school shooting game is way too far. It was going way too far after all these school shootings. There was a big outcry and everything else. So it's kind of like. Yeah, we're moving censorship, but once in a while, if everybody gets pissed enough, we're going to still censor something. It's like, officially, we're, we're removing censorship. Unofficially, you went too far. I think, as a company, 
this is my opinion, is that you need to have a stance of some sort. So if you believe in this, then you should stand by it. Um, the, uh, the idea that that is too far, that that's, you know, that's a place that we should not be going or we should be supporting in any way, I think that's something that, you know, is a good moral stance as a company. Now, letting in a game that's rated for adults where there's going to be nudity in there, fine. You know, like, you let that in. Um, but when we cross the certain lines that go against our company's code or oath or, you know, our vision for this company, then, you know, take it off. That's what I think Steam has done is they have, like, you know, they have this stance and they're going to stick by it. But at the end of the day, if you want to show, you know, naked characters or something that's, you know, to a certain level of violence that doesn't contradict that, then I think, you know, they, they're not, they're not contradicting themselves. Now, if they keep this code and this, this, these standards and these rules and these things private, then yes, they're going to be contradicting themselves. But I think it's a good idea for them to to let people develop games that has things like nudity or cursing or certain levels of violence. But then there's other things like, we're not going to let you put that game on our system, on our store. You can go sell that someplace else because we're not going to have any part of that. It needs to be something that they have. They can't just be completely like, we're blind to everything. Because there needs to be some accountability for your free speech. Yeah, no censorship sounds good, just like, you know, the blue shark said, and you know, having you know, you know, violence out all that stuff. That's that's great. Just make sure you say, hey, this is mature or adult only. You know, having the nudity, it's you know, that being free of censorship is good. But at the same time, is I support Steam's right to basically remove dumbasses. I mean, if you just have like a major school shooting and then you create a whole game about being a school shooter, that's kind of like it's 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 like if after nine eleven you created a game about being the terrorist hijack in a plane right after nine eleven. It's like guy that's that's a dick move there, there there is some sort of sensitivity level where okay it's free speech but you've gone too far you shouldn't sh- you shouldn't shout fire in the middle of a crowded you know movie theater and have everybody rushing out trampled to death i mean there's certain times when you're a dink and and, and yes they have every right to yank that because they're going to lose money if enough people get pissed off that's one of those if it pisses off enough people we risk losing money and i support that if you do something that stupid yeah, let's see me anchor game because if they said, hey, we're removing censorship, there's a point where you've gone too damn far. And there's a point where, they, where the, you know, your, main, your customer base reacts. I mean, you can be all free for all you want, but if the customer base says, okay, you do this, we're going to leave. Well, you know, you're kind of you're either going to comply or, or, or go away. So I, I, th- I, think, I think that's okay. And I, I think it's uh, removing some of the censorship is good. I just hope that they don't remove any controls for, like, say, shit games like broken crap that, you know, somebody tried to make the next Pong and it doesn't even work right, you know? Just as long as we don't get inundated with that stuff, I- I'll be fine. I can, uh, I can relate to that. I can agree with that. I guess, uh, I guess probably my, my biggest concern is, is just people getting ripped off so easily. Because if you're going to let anything really fly, that means anybody can put any piece of turd on there and say, yeah, yeah, we got this great game coming out and have, I mean, just load up the, the default unreal engine assets, put a couple things in there. So it looks good, get a bunch of people to buy it and then just really never support it. 
So I mean, I, I guess my I, and you still have that now. So it's not like it's not like that's something that oh this is going to create. No, it's already out there. I just think this is something that could possibly exacerbate it. Um, I'm really being pessimistic tonight. Jeez, it, it's it's Father's Day too. I should be like all happy go lucky and and all all you know sunshines and rainbows out of my ass, but. Uh, I'm really pessimistic. I think it's skunked 120. I think that actually puts you in a bad mood. If it's fresh and good, we're happy. If it skunks, it puts Cecil in a in a completely pessimistic mood. I don't know. I'm still enjoying this beer, though. Like, I'm still. This is still solid. I'm still enjoying this a lot. But that's its effect on you, like maybe, magic. You, maybe you're pessimistic. We need to bring our audience to reality, and sometimes being pessimistic can do that. Yeah, I know, but I just really feel like I'm being Debbie Downer. <laughs> but to say, are a bit. I, I thought the point of entertainment was to get away from reality. <laughs> it is. No, no, we crash back down to earth and go, aw, aw. Everybody listening right We're now, I'm, I'm sorry if I just made you jerk the wheel into the oncoming traffic. I really didn't mean for that to happen. GNA podcast is not liable for any actions performed outside of this recording. <laughs> All right, well, we have gone significantly over where we should, so why don't we kick into questions from the audience and i think we actually got a slew of questions from the audience uh including some from good old Zyberblood, who decided that he wasn't going to join us tonight but let's start let's uh whew. Yeah, i'm starting to see like three screens now I, I guess four glasses is my limit what do you feel about having female lead characters in games Am I supposed to answer this seriously? I'm actually all for it. I mean, it, it depends on the game. Like, if the storyline, hey, I'm going to have a, a strong lead female character, I'm all for it. If the game is just one about, you know, a strong male you know, lead, I'm all for it. If the game lets you choose either or, cool, you could try the game as both. Um, I don't mind at all. As, as long as it's people aren't just trying to just, you know, jam in stuff like just to make up for things, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like Tomb Raider. Yeah. I love playing those games. You know, I, maybe the next, uh, maybe the next, um, Nathan Drake will be a female. League. That's cool. Which is basically kind of Tomb Raider. Never mind. <laughs> Actually, I think that's happening. Um, there was, uh, oh gosh, I forget which Tomb Raider she was in. I think she was in Tomb Raider. No, sorry. Uncharted. She was in Uncharted 3. Oh, like, not Ellie. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she was the she was the one from his past or whatever. Um, she, you can play as a lead in some Uncharted game. I can't remember the name of it. It came out, of, it came after 4, but that's, that's kind of cool. It was a DLC, wasn't it? It might have been DLC. I cannot remember for the life of me what it is. I just remember seeing it last year. You have failed this city. Well, I also don't own a PlayStation, so, you know, there's that issue. Anywho, um, so the going back to the question, like having female leads in games, Samus. Dude, I mean, Samus. Zelda... Zelda and Ocarina of Time. Spoilers for those of you who never played it. She's pretty badass in there. I would have loved to have played her as a character at any point in the game. Um, 
and then uh what's another one that i'm trying to think of of oh, tomb raider of course that we've already discussed uh assassin's creed syndicate you could choose between the two and then they had different perks i kind of liked that um but uh i guess where this i don't like this is when you point a gun at a game developer and you say you have to create this game with a female lead or you have to create this with a male lead like anytime you hamper someone's direction and their creativity and say that they have to do something like you have to make this female you have to make this male or you have to make this non-gender specific it's like whoa man like that's that's when i have a problem with it otherwise i could care less yeah i think it'd be like if um you know, if you add, if you have a game with like a, a female lead, awesome. But like, if you went back to say, like, okay, one thing that didn't show up on E3 that that made me sad, you know, fi- Final Fantasy VII remake. If all of a sudden, just to appeal to the current events, they decided to make Cloud as a female character instead and kind of kill the whole story that was originally made, just to kind of appease that 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 crowd, that would actually irritate me. I agree with that. But if they decided, hey, on the next, you know. Oh, the next Final Fantasy, the the, the strongest you know characters, the best characters are going to be all female leads. All right, cool, cool. Like if you went back and redid something and then decided to change it to make up to try to you know pander to a whole bunch of groups, nah. But if you want to basically start you know like a sequel to something or start something new, that's that's fine. And I don't mind having to play a female lead in the game just as long as you don't go back and you know. I'm waiting for a remake and then you kill that. Okay, you guys, you do realize that you just described what Marvel did. Like back in the what was it, mid twenty tens, where they basically made a female Thor, female Spider Man, female everything. Yeah, yeah. Just, just I just didn't know that. Just, just making sure you realize yeah. that you did that. <laughs> and yes, I I realized that was done, and, and it's it's, and that's the thing is is I I don't think you should take somebody's creation and change it to to pander to somebody. I think you should either you know, it should make sense like. If, if you know, there's a female Thor because, like, you know, or, or there's a female character because they took, you know, they apprenticed under or something happened where they could, you know, that would make sense. But just changing the characters, it's like, no, no. I mean, it's 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 like, <clears throat> like, okay, the old Spider-Man retires. There's a new Spider-Man that somehow ended up with, like, n- like you know, near, you know, close to or, like, the same powers. Okay, you could you could do whatever you want then. That, that's That's cool. Create a way. You know, pick from any community. Go for it. But don't go back and rewrite the original Spider-Man comics and change it to fit, you know, an agenda. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't kill what was already created. I mean, I think that's my point because I, I don't mind being, you know, like I said, I love this, the Tomb Raider series. Especially the uh, updated ones that don't have her as an over-sexualized, you know, over, you know. Let's be honest, though. Let's 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 be super honest. You'd finish. You'd still finish. Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> just because she isn't walking around with giant bazongas doesn't mean she isn't attractive. The character they created isn't attractive, but... Yeah. I I like... I like, actually... I'm, I'm a huge role player. Uh, I love love stepping outside of my bounds. I love stepping outside of my comfort zones. Um, Absolutely. That's the best. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually going to bring this to something I did yesterday. I went up to Fredericksburg, and they had a D&D mystery PC event. Uh, you showed up, and you got a blank character sheet. You randomly drew your portrait to figure out who you were, 
And as you played throughout the four-hour session, it was a module, you figured out who you are and what you could do. So as you started progressing through the game, you figured it out. I loved it because I, I think I played some weird hairy demon guy, but there was a dude next to me who played a vampiric chick, and he had to figure out how to play a chick, and it was really funny because he really didn't know how to play a chick, but he still tried. So I love stepping outside of my comfort zone, and when it comes to video games, I love immersing myself into the video game. So yeah. I don't mind playing a female role. In fact, I like it. I like kind of getting to that mind frame. The only thing that I... I guess the one thing that I don't like uh, is when, and, and I think you hit on it, is when they over-sexualize something. Yeah. Like the original Tomb Raider, big blocky tits. That's what she was. Well, I don't know if you can call it over-sexualized because those, those are pointy bits. <laughs> I mean, those pixels were very clear. But you could tell quite obviously that she had huge yeah, tits. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm being funny. And as they progressed on, those those boobs didn't get any smaller until you get to the, the latest Tomb Raider where they made it more you know logical, a super athletic person. Well, a super mm-hmm. athletic person doesn't have huge tits. They've got very small tits because they don't have any fat well, on their normally body. Normally, I have, I have seen some that were pretty well fit and that had, you know, but, but it's but rare. Typically, it's rare. The, the, the typical, if you're going to take a cross-section of how many people are physically fit, how many of them have huge tits? How many of them have small tits? Most of them who have, you know, the under 5% body fat thing going on, mm-hmm. they don't got big boobs. Just, it's nature of the beast. They just don't have big boobs. So I like it. Um, one character that I think really comes to mind is, I think, uh, what was what was the chick's name out of The Last of Us? The girl. Was it Ellie? Elena? Yes. Ellie. Ellie. Yeah, uh, Ellie. So... I really enjoyed playing that character when Joel got wounded because it's like, all right, I'm playing. Well, now I'm not only playing as a chick, but I'm playing as a kid chick. Yeah, as a child. So I'm, I'm playing a completely like this is this is stepping completely out of my comfort zone. You know, normally when it comes to, you know, killing kids, doing something to kids, whatever it may be, I'm, I'm that's normally where I start to get squeamish. But this was like one of those. Okay, hey, I'm I'm taking on the role of a kid and a strong female character like she it wasn't just like hey she's a she's a she's a weak kid i mean yeah she was a weak kid because she's physically weak but she was a strong character i mean she was a strong person like mentally she got some fortitude yeah she was a like her character was strong not physically strong she couldn't lift a bus but i mean she put up with a lot of shit shit that be perfectly honest if i put myself in her shoes i probably would have ate a 45 long before uh before I got to the point where Joel was hurt. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> Although you should have played the game by now. <laughs> oh yeah, Joel gets hurt. If you haven't played, yeah, well, shit. Okay, he gets hurt. So what? Big spoiler there. I'm not telling you anything else. But you do get to play as Ellie, so I guess that's a really big spoiler. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I am, I am all for female leads, as long, as long as they don't. Like over super over sexualized. Now, there's honestly there are some characters that are really super over sexualized that I still enjoy. Like for some odd reason, I have and I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to call myself weird on this one, but I really enjoy the character of Bayonetta, and I don't know why. She's just she's she's a strong female character, but she's definitely over sexualized. I mean, her whole her whole clothing set is made out of uh, freaking hair, and she's half naked every time she uses a super move. But I don't know. But that's a, that's a cool one that I dig. 
but yeah, female characters, definitely Donald. Alright, there are several, several uh, questions on this, so let's kick on down the next line. So, what about being forced to play as a female lead character? I don't know, Blue Shark, how do you feel about being forced to play as a female lead character? Uh, forced to. Yeah, like the game you can only be a female character there is no choice there is no you're going to turn into a, a a guy later or anything like that so kind of like tomb raider sam and metroid prime uh well i think yeah, metroid really you can, i mean metroid's one of those weird ones where you're playing a female character but really the person's asexual because you can't you can't tell that they're a female character except for a couple little weird quips that they put in there ooh Going, going a little well. It's, it's kind of hard for me to say retro because it wasn't retro to us normally, but you know it's, it's considered retro now. But what about the uh, female lead in Parasite Eve? Oh yeah, yeah. And you know yeah. what? She wasn't, she wasn't super over sexualized. I mean, she was sexualized. I mean, there is that, but she wasn't. I don't think she was really over sexualized. I mean, what do you think? But I think I think she was a strong character. I didn't view it as over-sexualized at all. When I, at least I didn't notice it when I play it. But let's face it, I'm, I'm dense. I don't pick up on a lot of social cues very well. No, I, I mean, she she was an attractive character. Don't I mean? Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with being an attractive person. Well, I mean, they're they're not going to put in. They're not going to make a game full of even if they don't want to go for over-sexualization. They're not going to put a bunch of horse-faced people in. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, horse-faced people might be there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but I mean, that was a pretty cool storyline in the Parasite Eve series. Oh, I love Parasite Eve. Um, I'm just and 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 I wish they had uh, I wish they had expanded on it a bit more than the PSP game that came out. I think it was PSP. Yeah, it was a Vita. It was PSP. It was yeah. PSP. Like I wish they expanded on it a bit more than what they did there. But you know, hey. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind. Like I said, if if it's a good game and the character makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I, mind. I don't mind playing anything. I don't think I mind being forced to play a female lead character. Um, it's only if somebody like redid games I loved and they just made too many changes. But that's because like you love it as it is. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's it, it's that sudden change where it's like, oh, I g. It's like if somebody suddenly went in and, and, and hacked all my Final Fantasy seven you know characters and turned them all to the opposite. Like you know, Cloud is a chick, um, Tifa's a guy, Barrett's a chick. It'd be like what the. F- did you do to my characters? Eris was a dude. It's, it'd be like, yeah, I would, I would find y- that weird. Y- you trashed it. I, I would find you that weird. Yeah, if, if you ruined an old, an old thought or an old uh, kind of a something that you had in your head, it, I guess, I guess I, I would, I would attribute it because I mean, granted, I like Final Fantasy VII, but I think I would attribute it back to, uh, I guess, Final Fantasy IV, since that's kind of my beloved. Yeah. So if they made Cecil like a, um, well, I mean, then again, Cecil really was a chick anyway, so. I mean, it really was. Okay, if they made him like uh, a hermaphrodite or something. Oh well, yeah, I guess that would be weird. Hermaphrodite. I mean, just, I'm just, I'm just mean a sudden change of like, you know, I, I wouldn't even care if you made a main character that. It's just like if you make it, if you change like the old ones that I'm used to, you know what I mean? I guess if they made him like a transgender, like a gender neutral, like all of a sudden, you know, Golbez is like, yes, we must fight them together, brother. Did you just assume my gender? What? <laughs> I thought you were. Um, you were once upon a time. W- what's going on? Yes, I- I'm sorry, Gomez, but I identify as a toaster. What what what, what prompted this change? Well, it was a portal gun accident. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say millennials, because we all have a uh, we all have a vape pen in our prison wallet. Did you just rip one? <laughs> Didn't you see the vape cloud? <laughs> <laughs> nice, very nice. All right, next one. Uh, would you rather be forced into a gender role or have the option to choose according to your personal preference? I'm really hoping that this is angled at video games because like, if we're talking about society, this is a really deep question. I don't think we have enough time to really go over it. I'm assuming, like, games. I'm going to go with games. So my take is I would love to actually have the option, preferably. And the reason is, is that you could experience a story from both sides, or you could play the game and the experience and observe it from both sides. Like, say, for instance, it was a, a, like an MMO, right? I mean, you, you could really get, you know, you could play your, your typical, you know, you know, a character looks like me. Or, and then you could sit there and see, okay, you know, people complain about getting harassed. I could play the other gender and then say, wow, that's that's Okay. You can really get a feel for it, or if there's any differences in the game, you know, if there's storyline differences, too. I mean, it's cool to be able to explore all those options, you know? You know, role-playing, mm. get to explore. So the choice is cool because it's not like I'm going to do the same thing every time. I'm going to try, if, I, if it's a good game, you know, I'm going to try to play it as, like, every character, every this, you know. I'm going to explore all the different ways to play it. Yeah, funny thing is, is... Usually when I play a game that has a choice between having a male or female character, I typically will start with a female character only because, and, and this is this is a weird preference, but I typically find that the female voice actors do a better job. Just in my opinion, I find that the female voice actors do a better job. Yeah, there's been some cheesy uh, voice acting on the guys that done quite a few games. Castlevania Symphony of the Night, even though we love it, it was kind of cheesy. Yeah, actually, funny, funny, fun fact. Did you know that the guy who voiced Dracula is the same guy who voiced Harry Mason from Silent Hill? I, d- I didn't realize well, that. now you know. What is a man? Exactly. That dude right there. And, and uh, I say, if you read the article that I posted, he actually goes into explaining why he thinks that they requested him. Um, and it was because of his death scream. He had a really good, evil, maniacal death scream, and he really thought that that's why they wanted him. Oh, at the end? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> I, I, you know what? I never would have pegged I it. it. I never, ever in a million years would have pegged that that dude was the voice. And even though, like, it, it kind of irked me when they did the remake, you know, when they re-released it and everything else, and, um, you know, PSP, and then they have it on the, uh, you know, downloadable, you know, you know, for the newer systems, it kind of irked me that they changed the uh, voices. Even though, admittedly, the voice acting is better, it's because they changed... That, that going back is to basically changing anything I liked back in the... It's like, I was familiar with that. That's suddenly jarring that you're like, this isn't how I remembered it. Oh, yeah. This is this is different, and I don't like change. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you, because there's a lot of things that I hold pretty, pretty close to the heart. If they change them up on me, I'm probably going to go postal and send Anthrax on an email. What about you, Blue? Duh. Would you rather be forced into a gender role or have options? I'd rather have options. I mean, it's if you can have options, it's. I personally think it's better. Um, if that means that they've kind of like screwed up the game, though, like oh, we only 
you know, we had to split the recording times for these characters or we have to journalize them and their responses and you kind of like lose the immersion because of it, then I would regret that decision. But otherwise the choice I'd rather have. Hmm. All right. hey, every voice in the game, female, male voiced by Chris Pat sounding just like Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, if it, I mean, at the same time, being forced in a gender role, whether it be female, kid, or whatever, if like say, or like you know, child, one gender, the other, is quite alright with me. If it's like say, if it's, you know, it's part of the, it's like a big part of the storyline, like a small child's view of like say, like little nightmares, or or, or that, uh, you know, or, or you know, certain things that you know, certain issues that you know, the the, you know, fairer sex has to deal with and stuff like that. If there was a game about dealing with those type of things. You know, if it really made sense in the storyline, you know what I mean? Go ahead. Next question. Why do you think there is such an uproar in the community about female lead characters? Well, shit, there's not an uproar in our community, is there? I've never I heard would, of such a thing. Well, I would, well, I've read about it. Like, there's a lot of gamers that, you know, you know, people in the industry that give some real hell to people. I think it's still just kind of sexism and stuff. It's still shit that's left over. Yeah, but you know what? And They're not I, in our community, and I don't give a shit about them. Yeah, they they, they suck. Exactly. So yeah, because it's good. Blue, you're about to say something. I mean, if I've never heard of this stuff, I've heard of something called GamerGate. I know very little yeah. bit about it, and I mean, I knew it was a thing where people were making apparently sexist comments against people, female gamers or whatnot. Oh, e- even a female, like say programmers, like they were on. You know, sometimes they're getting death threats and shit. I mean, it's it's actually getting pretty ugly yeah. at, at some points. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a shitty way to treat people. Um, if you want to judge someone based off of something so uncontrollable, like what the color of their skin is, their sex their height their weight their age then yeah sure be a dumbass wait a minute we're Personally, having sex and no we're not oh. um judge someone by their abilities is what you should be doing and i mean yeah that's pretty much right actually on the yeah w- with the influx of um you know female gamers you know female you know anything from like youtubers that deal games to uh, more, you know, more females wanting to get in the basically programming and development of games type set of it. There has been a lot of backlash, and I don't understand. It's like, shouldn't you fucking closet turds actually be happy that you actually get to interact with the other gender? Okay, now I, I, mean, I want to touch on that for one second because it's just the same thing that I have about female lead characters, and I'm fully aware that men think with their dick, but when you've got somebody on Twitch. Or on Twitter or on any social media, and they are blatantly using their sexuality to make themselves popular or sell whatever product that they have. I, I hate, I'm, I'm gonna be the dick here, but they deserve almost anything that they get out of it because they, they're, they're not thinking with their head, they're thinking with their wallet. You know, I, I, um, I have to agree because I mean, if if you're sitting there, you're complaining about sexist comments or or oh, guys just want to look at you know my chest and everything else, but you're selling yourself by showing, exposing most of it all the time, and that's how you get in the. Because frankly, a lot of guys, yeah, they think with their dick, so they're going to be sitting there forking money over to their Patreon, all that stuff. If you complain about people staring at you with a, in a sexualized manner, but yet you're undressing the camera, it's like it'd be like a porn star complaining about it. It's like kind of like that. What? 
You 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 gotta you, you play in a porn where people say really inappropriate stuff, and somebody said something inappropriate when you're doing a show, and you took offense. I'm like, I mean, how far did they have to go? I mean, if if they made a comment like it's in your one of your movie or something that you said, I mean, eh. right, let me clarify quick though, because I don't want I don't want everybody yeah. to think that if if somebody's wearing a V neck shirt that. I'm calling them. Oh, you're you're you deserve you deserve whatever you're getting. No, no. Look, wear what you wear, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But also keep in mind that if you're making yourself a celebrity, and I'm putting air quotes in there because celebrity is a very very loose term, especially these days. Like throwing a hot dog down a hallway loose. Okay, if you're putting yourself into a celebrity status. And you're using any portion of your body as an asset like that, then I'm saying you deserve that. If you feel you aren't doing that, then no, I am excluding you from it. I can't pass judgment. Nobody here is qualified to pass judgment like that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but for those of you who are have the nice, really, like, the V-cut is going down to almost your belly button... And you literally have to use duct tape to hold your shirt to your boobs so you don't have a nip slip? Okay, you may want to reconsider, if you're really concerned about getting those sexual threats and stuff like that, you may want to reconsider possibly changing up a wardrobe a little. I don't know if if sexual threats is a good term, because, I mean, nobody should be threatened. But I I think it's like, if people are making sexual comments like, you know, like, oh, you're so hot, you know... It's like if your tits are exposed on you know, on a stream, you're basically you know, you're basically wearing pasties. I mean, there is a, there's a point where you're doing that on purpose to get views, and I think that's where kind of I, I kind of like lose some of the respect for their argument is that, yeah, I mean, people shouldn't be saying really shitty things, but if you get a sexualized comment, I mean, there is a such thing like I said as going too far, threatening rape. You know, there is certain really. You know, leave a bad taste in your mouth comics. There is going too far. But if somebody said something, like they're trying to hit on you and, you know, maybe they're a little awkward, if you're sitting there flashing your tits at them, you really shouldn't be complaining of them trying to hit on you. I mean, it's like, we're not very good at reading signs to begin with. But if you're doing something like that, it's like, that's going to be a natural consequence. Yeah. I mean, I, I know if you're wearing a V-cut, a normal V-cut shirt and you're definitely, you know, and, and you're well endowed, you're going to have people, you know, you don't deserve. Yeah, I mean, you're not trying. That that's that's kind of like a thing. But like I said, if if you're going in a pod stream saying, "Oh, why does people always make this about sex?" and you're wearing fucking pasties and that's all you're wearing, it's like, um, okay, let's equate this. Let's equate this. Let's reverse this around a little bit and actually throw a guy under the bus. So, when a guy complains that a girl only likes him because of his money, now I know <clears> this is a far stretch to get there, but just just follow me for a second down this rabbit hole. Or, or we could also say, or just his dick, and have him wearing the pants like uh, from the labyrinth. Uh, if you're wearing, well, no, 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 no. Let, let, let's let's take sexual out of it for a second. Let, let's 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 go down it. You, okay. you get a guy who complains that he has meaningful, meaningless relationships because all they want is his money. Well, if you're driving around a Bugatti and you're dry, buying bottles of Cristal and you're throwing diamonds at people, yeah. That's what you're going to attract. I that's, mean. that's the type of person, that's the clientele that's going to show up at your door. So if you don't want quicker that, than anybody else. you have to change what you're doing. Now, if you're going to go into the argument of, 
I don't have to change me. They have to change. Well, guess what? You are 100% wrong. If you don't like the outcome of your actions, you can't control everybody else around you. And being that arrogant to think that you can means that you need to die in a fire. With, with, I mean, with respects, I, I think with respects to there's a certain point where he's going too far that nobody deserves. Exactly. Even yeah, if, there's always boundaries. Yeah, there's yeah, always limitations. Like, yeah, like sexual assault, nobody right. does. Even if they're running around naked, you know, yeah. no. No, and there's certain things that, you know, if you actually threaten, threaten them, like, I mean, threaten to do something. I mean, that's that's not okay. Yeah, there, there are there are things that are way overboard there that don't nobody deserves no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, but we're I think we're I think what we're probably failing to communicate but trying to is that it, we're talking about just like the comments. Oh yeah. And not really bad comments but like just trying to hit on you or or or, or kind of match the sexualization a little bit. Like man, I I'd love to I'd love to spank that butt. And if she's sitting there doing this, you know, the whole, you know, podcast, it's like yeah. uh you bitched about that, but yet you're sitting there doing worse <laughs> in front of everybody for money. Yeah, I think what some people are, oh, you guys kind of bring up a point. Some of these people are complaining about the fact that, like, if I go on and I start streaming, I start playing a video game, I play the exact same video game. Even if I play to the exact same skill level that this girl does, because I'm a guy, I get less views because she's dressed in a certain way now twitch has rules about that like i'm yeah. currently underneath this shirt i'm actually wearing a wife beater i believe per twitch rules i cannot wear just the wife beater and like shorts while i'm streaming i'm pretty sure they have something about only so much of my arm can be bare like it's they it's like going back to high school again it's like this you know the three finger rule like I don't know if they're that picky because I mean, at least most of the streamers I see, it's they don't follow that very well. They may or they may not, and then it's and then again, it also boils down to are they getting caught for it or they're not getting caught yeah. for it. But and I mean, a lot of the popular female streamers, I mean, you can see like a guy playing really well, and then her. Obviously, most of the gaming community, the the vast majority, has always been guys. And are you going to watch another guy? Or are you going to watch some scantily clad, attractive female? Well. Guys are pretty much one-track minds, think with her. I mean, it's it's kind of wired into the DNA. I, I'm, I'm going to admit, I'm going to watch, if, if there's a chick that's got some decent skill out there, I'm probably going to watch her. Unless Popsicle he's well, yeah, on, that, I'm going to watch him every single time. But I'm not talking about skill at this point. I think that's what some of these people are making an argument for, is that they're going to go, more people are going to go for the girl than they are for the guy. Even if the skill level is the same. Like, if they both suck at the game or they're both phenomenal at the game. Or even if the the female one sucks at the game, it, let's face it, what are the guys actually watch? A lot of them are actually watching. And it's and it's it's kind of shitty on both sides of the house. Um, it's shitty that guys are going to do that, but then again, it's also shitty that, that some of the female streamers are going to complain about that, yet they know what they're doing. They're purposefully doing that because they're getting the money. They're get, they are selling themselves. Hang on, D. Yes, if they're going to dress like a cam girl, and when I mean cam girl, I mean a girl who is wearing scantily clad in clothing, who is doing it for the attention drawn to their physical assets. Not their talking, not their personality, not what they're playing, their physical assets. And at that point... I'm sorry, but I'm not going to have a whole lot of, you know, like sympathy for you if you're going to start complaining about this. Granted, no one should be talking to you that way, but at the same time, is like you are doing this because you are going off of the idea that sex sells. And you 
run into danger with that. That's why the bouncers at a strip club are really big fucking guys and not me. I'm a skinny, you know, six foot two, 220 pound guy. Right, dude. I got nothing. I got nothing on those bouncers. There's a reason why they're that big. So, cause they, cause doing stuff like that, you attract some bad motherfuckers and bad people. Just like what Cecil was talking about, you know, with a guy throwing all this money around, like you're attracting bad people, people that aren't going to like you. I did get something on a bouncer once. Ketchup. Thankfully, he was a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's, that, that, that's, I guess that's my point. And I, and I'm, I'm coming off pretty harsh basically because I, I, I think I'm, I'm just passionate about it. But that's that's the point is that you surround you choose how you want to surround yourself with people, you know, and mm-hmm. and trying to say that, well, I can do whatever I want, but they can't do whatever they want. You know, that, yeah, that's I, a level of, that's a level is, of arrogance yeah. that I that I think needs to be squashed out. That doesn't need to be fostered. That that needs to be addressed and. And weed it out. That that needs to be punished yeah. just just as badly as the people who are who who are doing this, you know, who, who are instigating this, who are 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 throwing the money around, who are are wearing just pasties on camera. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like yes, we should be treating each other with respect. Absolutely, I mean, you should be treating people with respect. You should be fair. But let's face it, we do live in a world of consequ- of real-life consequences. Stuff doesn't always go well. And if you want to try to avoid trouble, you avoid trouble. If you, It's like, um, I don't want to get burned, but I'm going to touch every stovetop to see if it's hot. Like, physically touch it before I look. Exactly. You know? It's the <sighs> same thing you teach your kid. You know, you, you got to let them... You know, some, <laughs> there's only so many times you can say, don't stick a knife in an outlet... Before you just go, well, they're heading towards that outlet with a knife. Let's see how this one plays out. <laughs> but, I mean, take a look at, like, some of my favorite uh, female YouTubers aren't even those type. Um, I like, they don't even usually wear, you know, even low-cut shirts. Like Kinsey from the Metal Jesus crew. I really like watching her stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, um, and every, the, crap, I'm forgetting her name now. Kelsey. Uh, not, not Belle, because I hate that woman. Um, bunny Bear, Bear Bunny. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I watch her every now and then and she's just, she sits there and she just does her thing and she sings and she just has a good time and, you know. Lady Lone Wanderer. Yeah. She usually wears gaming t-shirts. She doesn't wear anything, you know, inappropriate. And in some of my favorite YouTubers that I watch, you know, female YouTubers, I watch because of the personality rather than really what they're wearing. But I probably am one of the more rare, you know, few, we're probably one of the few as opposed to the ones that are just going to go. Boobs. So, go watch are this you one. saying you're interested in their mind, D? I actually am. Yes. I'm getting old. In their content, <laughs> what they have to show. Yes. Oh my god. Well, yeah. I mean, that's it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I don't think anybody. Let me let me let me backpedal a little bit here, so I can cough my foot up. I don't think anybody deserves, per se, mistreatment. Being mistreated. However, being hurt. However, if if you lay on a railroad track as a train is coming and people tell you to move and you don't move, you have to live with the consequences of being hit by a train. 
<laughs> or don't live. That's, that's, that's probably a more valid yeah, point. I mean, everybody has a right to their personal protection. As in, I have the right to not be anally violated by a giant blue shark that happens to be 45. I have that right. <laughs> okay? So, short of that, we also got to flip back to on the whole thing that I think everybody has heard. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah, whatever happened you to just that? Gotta, I mean, you're going to find some dirty, filthy people out there. Just like they say locks are for honest people. The reason they say that is because a lock is going to keep an honest person out. Okay, I know how to, I know how to bypass a lock. I've, I've practiced since I was a kid. I do it as a hobby. I've helped people get into their cars. I've helped people get into their houses. I don't use mine. For, I don't use my skills for nefarious reasons whatsoever. However, if I was a person of a different persuasion, I would bypass your lock, walk in, steal your PlayStation, and I would be playing my brand new PlayStation at my house. Locks are for honest people, and Rottweilers are for dishonest people. So you've got to realize that there are going to be some seedy, <laughs> shitty people out there. And when they start coming on to you saying, hey, baby, I like your boobs, or hey, buddy, is that a banana in your pocket? Are you happy to see me? Block them, but really quit complaining if you're wearing pasties. Move on. on. If you're sitting there with a friggin', you know, uh, a fucking four-pack of tennis balls down your pants, and you're standing up showing it off, guess what? People are going to comment on it. That's pretty lumpy and weird. Dude, you've got to watch more Letter (laughs) Kenny. I, I, I you do. have to watch more Letter Kenny because you would get that reference. I must have missed that episode. Anyways, moving on. Since like we just, I, th- I think we went We're, off on a complete different tangent there than we needed hell, to. I think I think Zyroblood's yeah. he's typing something. Um, sorry guys, I passed out on the couch. <laughs> oh <laughs> that well. lazy fucker. Just like just like there's consequences. Just like Zyber doesn't wake up when we leave him out of this, out well, of this actually, podcast. Actually, I think we actually answered this question at nauseum, so I don't think we need to go into it. But I'll read it just so the people know what is there. It's also from Damoc. Do you believe the uproar is from a very vocal and toxic minority or the overall majority of gamers? Um, I think we already... I don't know. I think I, we labeled that already. I tend to be pessimistic. Yeah, I, I think we labeled I, that I think I think a majority of people are idiots. Yeah, we, so. don't, we don't hear it in our community, so... That means I don't give a shit. It's not there. Um, so I think it is. But we're also a small yeah, community. I think, I think it is just a toxic, like, minority of just shitty people. All in all, yeah. people are people can be pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of supportive people out there. Look at the people that support Extra Life. The people are doing, uh, oh, yeah. doing you know, uh, 24-hour streams and, and charity streams oh, yeah. like Stainsby Kingsby, three-player co-op. You know, look at those people. There are a lot of great, great gamers out there. So I really think... But there's, there is a minority of trolls that are just very yes. prolific and, and when you find them... And that's what they're doing. They're, they're trolling. When you find them, you block Ignore them, them, and you move on with life. Don't let them hurt you, because they've probably got daddy issues, or mommy issues, or their penis is super small, or maybe their penis is super huge, and they can't get laid because of that. Either way, something is going on. It's the latter one. That's the reason why I troll people. Actually, you know what's funny is that, <laughs> like, there are people out there with huge gargantuan dicks, and they can't get laid because it doesn't do anything. Like, they they can only put the first, you know, three or four inches in, and they still got 16 more after that. Like, look, this doesn't feel good. It's just nothing there. Oh, uh, the curses. Yeah, I wish I was cursed with that. 
I'm just going to say that right <laughs> now. I wish I was cursed with that. I would be happy enough because I'd be like, yep, that's all right. I'll take it because I can helicopter that thing and blow somebody over. <laughs> Everybody will ask, what's your superpower? Hold on. Zip. <laughs> all right. So what else is Damoc Gav here? Because he's got like fucking eight paragraphs of stuff. I think we probably should save some of these questions for next episode because we are definitely running we, over time. We are. Um, let's go down into uh, let's go down into Zyberblood. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna copy and paste the rest of Damox. Sorry, but actually, you know what? Let me read his little kind of disclaimer here, uh, just so that you know you, you don't think that he's a, a twisted fuck. Well, he's a twisted fuck, but but we love him. Yeah, he, there is no changing that. Um, so he says. Also, I want to be very fucking clear. I support being forced to play female lead ro- lead, though I would prefer to be able to choose my gender in games. Then I get to play it twice and see the differences, if any, and gives replay value to the game. So that's Damoc's view on it. Which I 100% support. Um, I usually play through as a female first. Just like when you have a... like. Okay, so you guys ever play those games like Infamous where you can do like the good guy stuff or the bad guy stuff? Yes. Okay, who do you play first? You can do good guy stuff. Okay, so we know who d <laughs> chooses. Blue, who do you... Do you play the good guy? Do you play the nice guy? Do you play the asshole first? Uh... I generally go with whatever I would do in that situation, my moral decisions. Um, but there was that one time with a game where you played as a cop and I just started shooting people for the sake of it. And I realized that that was the hard way of doing shit. Consequences. You shoot people, makes things. <laughs> okay, there, there, there's years of therapy right around that whole statement right there. <laughs> L.A. or the true... True Crimes of Streets of L.A. Yeah, I've got a number I'm going to send you after this. Great therapist. We'll be able to talk you through that. It's going to be fine. You're you're in a safe place. Thanks, Cecil. But just like that whole, uh, you know, you can choose good or bad. Like me personally, I always choose, for some reason, the good guy first. But then I go back and play the bad guy. And for some reason, I find it really difficult to be the asshole in a lot of games. And I don't know why. Because I'm an asshole in real life. <laughs> uh, like overlord i made the every time it's like i make the elven race go extinct why because they're emo and it got on my nerves then we're like this time we'll play it you're gonna be nice we're gonna save them jess comes back why are they all dead um i just couldn't deal with that again <laughs> <laughs> well you guys remember that game fable uh, oh god so, yeah yeah I so can't the article i think has like the world record on turning evil in that game I have restarted that game six times trying to save the elfin race. It never works. <laughs> and there was, I keep there was Firebox joining in for that little quip of information. So in Fable, like I always went, I always gravitated towards being the nice guy. I always saved everybody until I had sex with my wife for the first night. And then I cut her head off and kicked it around town for about an hour straight because, well, reasons. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's the whole lead female male thing. Just reminding me of that good evil thing. I mean, it really kind of equates, kind of similar to the same thing because you've got two choices, two ways you can play the game, but you decide to play it one way or another. But I guess you know, like with Mass Effect, you got so many choices. Now, ah, okay, I'm starting to dig a hole. All right, let, let's read a quick one from uh, from Zyberblood here. Uh, if Ricky Bobby can win a race, can Blue Shark do a backflip? I say we need to put this in practice in a, in a live podcast sometime on a video. 
It'll oh. be for charity. Oh, God. Possibly no. his own. <laughs> um, coordination lacking. No, I'm not hurting myself. I, I, I can tell you right now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to end up in a wheelchair trying to get a steak knife out of my leg with another steak knife. <laughs> what if we try having him do it off a diving board into a pool where it's really unlikely to get hurt? Because of water. And it's 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 a it's a low I don't diving. No, but board. he could like smack his head off the back of the board, and all of a sudden he's paralyzed. Oh, you had yep. to warn him. You well, no, had to I, warn him. There was you no ass. warning to him. I grew up with the diving board. I knew the stupid crap that you could do to hurt yourself. Will you still try it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> D, D's dead set on getting me like in a wheelchair, man. He's like dead set on it right now. I'm too sober for you to ask me that question. Like, seriously, what did you think I was going to say? All right, so, <laughs> well, I was hoping for a yes. So, mental note, we got to ask that question the first night he can drink. Uh, there you yes. might get a different answer. In fact, if we get him drunk enough, we might even be able to get him to go through with it. Oh, uh, yeah. boy. In a Speedo. Hey, do, do you still have that green Speedo? I never had the what green the hell? Speedo. Why didn't you have the green Speedo? Let's attach a little uh, shark plushie to the Speedo. There was none of... There, there was just a sharing of the photo of Z wearing the green I Speedo. I thought you had a Speedo. With, you with, nope, did not. I got jammers, but I don't have a Speedo. You know what? I see a GNA Speedo coming to you sometime in the future. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they can do those online. Yeah, I bet, they, I bet oh, we, we could. get anything to happen, man. Yeah. the best part about this world. Instant gratification. All right. Well, I think we're going to kick off questions there, just uh, just for the sake of we got we went way over, and ironically, there's only three of us here, so you figured that we would have went way under, but no, we went way the fuck over. So, D, where can people find you, at, man? People could find me at Microbrew Gamers with a Z instead of an S. dot com on my website. Also, same thing on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can also find me, of course, on my own Discord, same thing, GNA Discord, and on Yeah Dude Gamers Discord. How's he doing? He's been really busy. He's doing pretty good. He kind of redid his uh, his studio and everything else, and he's been uh, starting to kick up into some stuff. Yeah, so he's, uh, we're actually planning on doing a little uh, uh, live unboxing of Nino Kuni 2, and we're probably going to play through and do some stuff like that in a video. Yeah. We'll probably do collab- some collaborative Fan stuff. Fan's fantastic. We gotta get him back. Get him back on the show. He was a fun guy. Yeah, we do. And not a fun guy, as in like he grows on shit, but like a fun guy. A little genetic splice and a little CRISPR. We can fix that. <laughs> Blue Shark, where can people find you at, man? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Twitter at Blue Shark Forty Five. You can also find me on the GNA Discord as Blue Shark Forty Five, and you can find me on Three Player Co-ops Discord as Blue Shark Forty Five. Um, you can also find me playing video games on my various devices. Um, I'm working on my Pokemon team. If you really would like to challenge me at some point against me and Ultra Sun or Moon, if you got the Ultra version, ask me on Discord. I'll be more than happy to share you with my name, and we'll we'll battle. Um, I also have some plans for the fall, kind of like out in the future, to start streaming again because Extra Life's going to be coming around the corner, and I'm going to try to do some fundraising, I'm sure, as, as well as along with the other members of the GNA crew. We're going to try to do some fundraising to try to raise money. Before we actually stream live for 24 hours, or at least we're 
trying to go for 24 hours. Please let us know if you're interested in joining the stream team for that extra life this November. Yep. We're going to be starting up early November, so if you're interested in joining the team, join on over, uh, throw some information in our Discord, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely get you hooked up. And I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me at Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier on Twitch, Ustream, Mixer, Facebook, the GNA Discord, TPC's Discord, uh, Geek Squash's Discord, Ultra Super Mega's Discord, pretty much every Discord out there that... I've I've talked to the people. I've tried to join their Discord, uh, but I gotta get into Gear Dude Gamer because I'm not in his Discord, so I gotta get there. Um, yes, yes, you do. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, reviews on iTunes or Stitcher help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, help other people find us too. You can also find us on Android with Google Play Music, Podcast Addicts, uh, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen wherever the hell else you want to find us. If we're not there or we're backdated or something, let us know. We'll get up there too. You can follow us on Twitter. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word, and or join us at our Discord chat. Uh, see the pinned tweet or soon the Facebook or soon the link on our website. Facebook. We are also on Facebook. Just search at GNA Podcast. Um, we've also... Uh, keep, keep an eye on our Facebook and also our Discord feed under the new schedule. That's where we put all of our new scheduled stuff. So our anime night, our game show night where we give away Steam codes. We try to keep all of those things posted there so you'll know when they are and you can join us when you feel at your leisure. Uh, we've also started playing and hosting guests on our stream feeds, www.twitch.tv forward slash GNA podcast uh, or Mixer at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. We've partnered with Humble Bundle. Hey, Blue Shark, why don't you tell us about Humble Bundle? So Humble Bundle is a service where you can buy games from a website and you can divvy up where you want the money to go. You can have it go directly to the publisher. You can have it go to the developer. You can also have the money go to charity. You can also split up how you want it to go all to one way, all to the other way, or divide it up. And we have chosen to support extra life and if you would like to help us by buying games to support extra life all you have to do is any humble bundle link that you come across for any sales that they have which they sometimes have some great sales they give away a lot of package deals on games where you can get like all the games in a series or all the games from a developer i think they had something from um bioshock you know a series where you can buy different levels of the bioshock game like infinite or all the bioshock games whatever uh sometimes they have free ones just always put in question mark partner equals gna podcast and all the support that you give buying from them we get a small kickback that goes directly to the extra life charity also just heads up if you buy a bundle um you can actually, there's a slider right there. You can slide that slider for your GNA podcast all the way down to zero. Anything that you would possibly give to us, give it to charity or possibly give it to developers, support them. Um, we're partnered with them. We're not in it to make money. If, if we're in it to make money, we'd be monetizing all over the place. We like Humble Bundle because Humble Bundle is all about giving to charity. That's the whole reason we're in it. That's the whole reason we support it. So that's why we ask you to support it as well. The only reason we say put that question mark partner equals gna podcast is it tags it as saying that we pointed you that direction so it gives us a 
quote-unquote kickback, but really all it does is tell us on our sheet that we've supported this much for charity. So it just me, it just tells Humble Bundle that we are talking about them. We're getting the word out there, so they'll actually give us free Steam keys so that we give those out on our game show nights. So we are a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community. Check out our good friends Brian and Kiv on First and Ten, and Caleb and Ashvoyevspa. That's not what it's supposed to say. That's supposed to say somebody's name, and I, I, I typed over top of that, didn't I? <laughs> Anyways. Good job, buddy. Check them out at Geek Squatch. <laughs> we also want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. You can email us at gnapodcast at one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. Just please send us an email. Anything. Just send us one word in an email, like anthrax. Send us anthrax in an email. We'll read it. We'll love you for it. Love you a long time. <laughs> Our new cat's high as fuck on catnip. <laughs> Tell us about your cat getting high on catnip. We'll love that too. We'll read it on the air. <laughs> Last but not least, check out our podcast or our website at www.gnapodcast.com. Um, as soon as I can get my head out of uh, school, work, land, I'll be throwing pictures and shit up there. Uh, I think we got one up there right now of Zyberblood, but more to come as soon as I can actually find some time to do that. Thank you guys for joining me. I had a good time. Always a blast. So did I. It's always a blast. I think we got. Got way more deep than I think intended there once we got into the question section, but uh, yeah, Gady. Reached a region we don't normally reach. Uh-huh. All right, you guys have a good have night. Have a good night, guys. Y'all too. You wish you were deep.